We are just winging it. It's a beautiful day here in the New England area. I'm excited to talk to you, Patrick. I'm excited too. I just came back from baking in the sun like a burger at McDonald's, which they don't <laughs> they don't bake in the sun, but you get the that or that bake at all down. actually. I'm just I was baking, but we just got back from Henry's preschool graduation to kindergarten. Yeah, I mean like literally about 35 seconds ago. It was the cutest thing I have ever seen, and I've seen it some cute shit. Oh my god. Like picture this. So it's a it's a procession, like a you know an actual graduation procession of like three foot tall Did they have kids caps and robes, <laughs> caps that they put their handprints on. They didn't oh. have robes because they would have you know gotten heat stroke, which would have been a, a disaster because <laughs> it, it was a thousand degrees out there and like the humidity was essentially it was like raining but not raining. You know, yeah, 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 one yeah, of those yeah. days. Oh yeah. Um, but and they come down. And and he was like so excited to see, and of course because we're like the annoying parents, we were, we were in the very front, you know, the whole thing with like our freaking. I brought like a whole spread for us to like. Did you sit bring on. like a number? You know, one of the big fuzzy hand things and like a honker <laughs> air horn. I, I, I had an air horn, but they were like, "Sir, you can't do that." And I was like, "Well, I do what I want. This is America." And they were like, "Sir, leave." And I was like, "Henry goes up, back. and it's just deafening sound coming over <laughs> from the front." Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he would have not liked that. But he was so excited to see us, and he kept doing that thing where he was like slapping his friend's hands, and be like, "That's my mom and dad. That's my mom and dad." Oh. And he'd be like waving and be like, "Miss Amanda, that's my it's mom." So and nice dad. that they still like us, isn't it? I know. I'm trying to like enjoy that while we got it because we all know that shit is limited, right? Oh yeah, they'll like us again eventually. But but like we're we're getting closer to the point where our I kids think, will be like, yeah. "Please don't come to graduation." I think even in elementary weird. school, it's going to happen. You know, I already see I the beginnings right. of it with Grace. But do you really? I'm glad well, a little bit, yeah, definitely. Yeah, she's rebelling. Like, I'll I'll bring her to the playground after school sometimes, and I'll ask her, like, someone will be like, oh, hi, Grace, you know, it's a boy. And um, I'm like, oh, who's that? And she just totally ignores me. Like, she's like, stop asking me, Dad. She'll just keep walking and talking to him, you know? Yeah. Um, but that's fine. Yeah, the, uh, Jude is definitely in that phase too, where where he's he, it's not he's not like he he's hiding us from his friends or his friends' parents, but he's like not going out of his way to be like, "This is my mom and dad." It's more like, "Yeah, hi, dad, you can come too." It's like that kind of a phase still. <laughs> like at the skate park when his friends are there and their parents are there, he's like, hey, "You can go hang out with the old people." And I'm just you know. So I'm just imagining that this is happening like on a play structure where you're like you're swinging across monkey bars and shit yeah. like because that's you. Right. So you're just right. like, in there with them. Yeah. And, and he has to accept that. Yeah. Like picture this at the skate park in that example. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm there with pads and a helmet on and a ripstick, <laughs> not a skateboard, an actual like razor ripstick uh, pink. You know, and he's like, he's like, Dad, can you just like talk with the parents? And I'm like, Can't yeah, you just but go I sit on the like... bench like the normal parents? <laughs> and I'm like falling. I'm like, dude, watch me. And he's like, Dad, Adriano like doesn't think that's cool. And I'm like, whatever, it's cool. You know, he's, but it's not, like, it's not. Dad, working. just just go on your phone and like ignore me, will you? Yeah, just be like a <laughs> shitty parent for a while, please. Like, don't get so involved. But I'm in glad you were a good parent today, and you got to see Henry graduate, and he loved. Oh, it, it was wonderful. And they sang songs. Uh, that were incomprehensible, but very cute. You know, I don't know what the words were. They gave us a printout. I still, I can't read, so that's a problem. Um, and uh, we got like snacks and a graduation certificate. And it was just, uh, it was truly Aww. wonderful. And I'll also say something that I think many parents can relate to listening to this is this was the first time we got to see like other parents from his school this entire time. Yeah. You know, because like drop off is so regimented, you know, have to like wait and then like, you know, go in. And there's no social, there's no, like, activities going on. You know, we're not, like, seeing other people until now, basically. 
So I got to like finally see all of the parents that he's been, you know, of the kids that he's been talking about. And we got to like exchange contact information and we're like making plans for the summer for them to oh, get together. that's awesome. It's good timing yeah, that really, you get to like, you know, make that last connection before the summer. Exactly. So it, it felt it felt really good. And I felt like uh, it was a nice little bit of a coda for what has been just such a tumultuous time to oh, have a man. kid in schools. You know? For sure. I mean, so well, two things that come to mind for me. First of all, that last year... Um, was Grace's preschool graduation. So it's amazing that we're having this conversation now and Henry is now graduating. Yeah. And Grace's was totally stolen during the pandemic and it didn't really happen. Uh, there was a drive-by kind of thing going on, but we actually didn't even end up. We asked Grace. She's like, she's like, I don't need to do that. I don't... <laughs> Do you so remember when everything was a drive-by celebration? Yes, yes. Do you remember so, how fucking sad that was? Like, I'm, I'm glad that we were doing it, but, like, it was like being at a constant funeral for a year. <laughs> it was like every time there was a birthday party, you just hear these, like, sad horns honking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people just driving by with fucking masks on and, and be like, boop, yeah. boop, boop, And I would just drive by houses where the best they could do for their kid is just have, like, huge letters that say, happy birthday, Phil. Right. It made it look like it was they were dead, and it was just, like, they're, you know, each year know. they just... <laughs> It's weird. People put flowers on it and shit, yeah. um, which is, you know, yeah. people humor. like wear black for some reason. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, can you at least lighten up a little bit? You know, so so it's crazy that we're having this conversation about that. But then I also, you know, for me, the thing that was like uh, a moment where it felt like, wow, we're, we're engaging with our community again. And uh, similar to what you just described um, is the farmer's market, which is like a big deal for us. Oh, yeah, because it's just it's all it was always. You know, we we had Finn on a while ago. Someone that's who where actually, you met him, right? I met him at the farm. Yeah. The kids actually met before we did, um, and and like united because they were in preschool together, and then we became friends. But like that has become such a central place in our community where you run into many different parents and kids, and it's just like so pleasant. And not having that last year was such a downer. Yeah. And so we went last Thursday, and oh man, it was I underestimated how emotional it would feel to be. You know, around all these people who didn't wear masks, there was music playing again. It was a beautiful day. And, and just to be able to experience that again as a community was amazing. It was so refreshing. And, and uh, I'm excited for where we're at now and feel really fortunate. It's life affirming. You know, it's, it's what we were hoping it would be, which is like we're not taking it for granted at all at this right. point. Yeah. Getting back together with people, <laughs> getting to go out to restaurants again, getting to just like dance and sing, and uh, which I'll talk about in a second. We had a wedding that we went to, which was like another one of these moments of like that, that seemed incomprehensible to me just a couple of months ago, even before everybody was vaccinated. I was like, this wedding, there's no way that we're going to be able to actually do this, this wedding. But since that, in that time, it's like every single week, everybody was getting vaccinated and everybody was getting prepped. And the venue was like, yeah, we can go through with it. The states were like dropping all of these guidelines. And before you know it, like there's a wedding with, you know, a hundred something people at it nobody has masks on everybody's happy we're semi indoors we're eating together all at tables all over each other yep. coughing and licking uh a it's little a bit out wedding of hand. game yeah yeah <laughs> a green tradition yeah we all just lick the old people you know <laughs> um so yeah so uh, just briefly about that it was an, another a little bit of a wake-up call in terms of how long it's been since we've done things like that because i realized that i don't have clothes that aren't sweatpants at this point like i you know i mean we had a move so i sort of downsized a little bit i've also put on weight because it's a fucking pandemic don't give me shit i'm but not also, giving you any shit man it's also been like you know it's just i i haven't had to wear anything but you know semi dress tops for work so that I can like appear like I'm actually in an office somewhat for you guys buck naked waist and down. just a, a G string or like a sock or something you know <laughs> on the bottom but it's it's never like you know actual clothes clothes and so uh 
you know, we were, this wedding came kind of abruptly up because we had the, the big health scare that I said, you know, a couple weeks ago, which everything, by the way, is terrific on. Just a little update. Things are great in the Good. green household in that yeah, regard. I'm glad I I'm asked. I'm going to take that out of care. happily. Uh, <laughs> yeah, thank you for thank you for your concern, <laughs> asshole. Uh, but you know that really threw us off a lot for a couple of weeks, and so the wedding. All of a sudden, we're like, "Holy shit, this wedding is in five days!" And I was like, "Micah, I don't I don't know what I'm going to wear to this. Like, I think I need to get an outfit." And she was like, "Well, you should have thought of that, asshole." And I was like, "Yeah, I know, I get it." Uh, no, she was fine. Uh, but so I was like, that well, is I what guess she said though, I imagine. Yeah. Yeah. She, and then she slapped me a couple times and there was sound effects. <laughs> um, Micah's sister, who's like a fashionista is, is like, you know what, you know, I, when I want to get clothes, I go to Amazon and I'm like, well, that's fascist and Amazon sucks. But also like I need next day shipping on a suit because like I need to go to this wedding. So it's either I'm going to go to a fucking <laughs> rental place or I'm going to like get this suit from Amazon. Right. You got the, the Bezos deluxe suit. The, from Amazon. <laughs> the Bezos special. It comes with unemployment. Uh, so I got uh, hang on. I got I have to pull this up for dramatic effect here while I'm talking. Here you go. So. Okay, so I, so I get my measurements, you know, at home, which, uh, to be fair, I'm probably not great at doing that, but I, I, I get as is close anyone, to my measurements as I can. It's crazy, the measurements. You need, like, the. it always just feels so complicated to me. Well, there's um, people who, like, their lifetime <laughs> career is haberdashery. I'm excited for when right? we have our guest on today who is responding visually to this and, and Incredible clearly has different yeah. He actually used to be a tailor, I believe. But anyway, go on. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yeah. <laughs> Let it be known, although he may have all of these highfalutin things to say today, he's in a fucking cardboard box graveyard yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm going to say that for people to have an idea at home of the, hippo, the hypocriticalism that's about to come. That's not a word. Anyway, so I was like, all right, Amazon, let's see what you got. And I, I filtered first by Prime Delivery, right? Because I needed this to be quick. Yeah, we and know how I was Amazon like, works. Mm-hmm. You know what? Like, I'm going to need uh, to get, like, next day Prime Delivery. And so then I was down to, like, three options. There was yeah. one that was, like, camo. And I was like, I'm probably not going to get that. <laughs> there was one that was black. And there was one that was, like, some weird felt thing. And I'm like, okay, so I'm going to get this black suit, you know. So I, I put in my measurements. I, and I, my, I, I, I do know my chest measurements because that's easy because you can just, like, do it like this, right? Yeah. So I knew that. And I knew that I was not going to be a long, obviously. I don't, I don't, you know, so I need to get either standard or short. Was length. this, like, like a Amazon choice one? You know, like a... This like was a, Amazon's... It was actually by they Raphael. Made Raphael okay. was the designer, um, and it came from the discount real... suit barn. Yeah, which <laughs> that's how you know it's good. Uh, which I don't know where the discount suit barn is, but they had next day shipping. It's basically so anyway. a disposable suit. It's like made for wearing one time, and then yeah, it's made it out of garbage. It's yeah. just it's made out of fucking Amazon boxes. So I was like, you know, so I so I put my measurements in. It says this will be here in a day. It's going to cost like eighty bucks, and I'm thinking oh, this doesn't seem like an eighty dollars suit's going to be a very good suit. But whatever, this is just for this one day, right? And then I'll just trash it or donate it. Anyway, the it comes in. The jacket looks like a absolute nightmare it is just like it's like one of those old man jackets where like it does fit like in the in the chest but everything else is just this sort of like it's like it's like a cumulus cloud falling off so i was like oh this is really looking bad but at least the pants are one size fit all so like it'll work this is what the pants look like Uh, i'm holding this up right now do you want to describe what you see john (laughs) and this was the day before we left for this wedding what i think what i see yeah look look like uh, some weird combination of like parachute pants and and like a, I guess a black pair of like XXL uh, jogging pants. 
I mean, um, literally, it goes up almost to my collarbone, uh, the, the length of these pants. It's, like, made for, like, the fucking world's tallest man. It looks like man. a potato sack. You could use that in a potato sack race. <laughs> Look at the, the crotch goes down to the floor. I'm like, who fucking, who wears this shit? Jeff so, Bezos. Yeah, it was Jeff Bezos specials. Anyway, so so I was like, I asked my mom, I was like, mom, I need you to come over and help me fix the suit because I have to leave. We're leaving in she the morning well for this thing. She might as well make you a new suit. I mean, you she might came as well over start and she was like, scratch. She was like, a, you're stupid, and B, you are not gonna. I'm not gonna let you wear that tomorrow. Your father's coming, and he's gonna take you to get a suit made properly, right? Yeah. Of course, I'm like, well, we have hours. So anyway, we do this like you know, if I had a siren on my car, I would have done this and gotten arrested for it. But we like did this, you know, really abrupt trip over to like the outlet stores, right? And I'm Your like, dad comes over like the store. like the wolf from Pulp Fiction, you know? It takes <laughs> he does, it he breaks through the it window. It takes an hour to yeah. get to the store. I'll get you there in ten. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're fucking doing burnouts. Uh, and and I, I mentioned, uh, you know, when we were talking about like our, you know, body positivity episode that it's it's hard finding clothes if you're like a semi-muscular short person. Right. And, and if and you order from Amazon. Yeah. And if you order from Jeff Bezos's basement, um, there were I went to like five stores and there was nothing that fit like wow. nothing that fit me at all. Um, and finally, we kind of pieced it together at this sort of piecemeal assemblage of different outfits. And it worked out fucking great. And I got to the wedding and everybody was like, wow, I love your suit. And I was like, thanks, because I got that in 12 minutes in an outlet store. And it's not from the same manufacturer, but it's better than wearing an actual parachute. It is absolutely that. I don't I can't even understand how that was sold to you as a suit. I mean, that thing was hilarious. Um, it's not even clothes. It's a it's a it's a way to jump out of an airplane. But I have to say, we, you know, we get to the wedding and we get there and it is it is truly like it, it was it was so needed to be out there with people in a vineyard mm. with this beautiful ceremony. People were like laughing. We were catching up on things that I forgot I even knew about all these memories that we had like these conversations from a year and a half ago that we kind of just stopped in the middle of, you know, Um it was an amazing experience, and That's and especially awesome. the singing and dancing, because like you know, both sides of, of our families are big wedding dancers, you know, and singers. When we go to oh, weddings, yeah. like we're, we're the people Award on the dance winning. floor. From yeah, we've literally won actual uh, industry standard awards for this. Um, no, we haven't. Uh, so we we got to do that again. We got to be there late, and we got to get like I was mentioning, got to drink in public, which was like get a hammered. great feeling again. Yeah, get mm-hmm. shit faced. Uh, no, we didn't get shit face. It was it was wonderful, and I will uh, stop the story because we have to introduce our guest, who's giving me a considerable amount of smirk in the chat right I'm, now. I will right. have you know, semi muscular, a little bit chubby, but semi muscular short guys. It's hard to get fucking clothes that fit. Uh, but you know, what can I say? You uh, you know what you're Hulk talking Hogan, about. He's got the Hulk Hogan arms there going on. So, or just the but, Hulk arms, I guess. But um, I don't have legs. Is the problem? I'm just a torso. That's the issue. You know. <laughs> Just a torso on a couple of on a I couple wanna, of sneakers. I, when I was getting my measurements, I was like, I don't think this is human. Like they're not human. Like I think I have like really really short limbs or something, but a long torso. So I have all these body dysmorphia issues. Anyway, Jeff Deutsch so, is back on the show today for either of the. He thinks it's the second time. We think it's the third time. It I think it's the fourth time. Definitively, is it the fourth? I think I think it's the fourth. I've blocked out. At so least one. let's let's reflect yeah. back. We had Jeff on right before he had his baby, who or she's now uh, two years old. Yeah, and yeah. um and just turned recently, right? Uh, yeah, and so we had Jeff on before he had his daughter Isel, um and he was just this carefree, you know, living life to its fullest, um and totally unprepared. Like didn't think he had to prepare for having a child. Basically, carefree. Yeah. Uh, we had him on a second time, and 
it was like interviewing uh, a PTSD uh, war veteran, <laughs> a fresh fresh back from Vietnam. It was like, you know those John Ford movies that he shot after World War II that were black and white, and he's like trying to, to like capture shell shock, which is what they called it back then. Yeah, you see these yeah. prisoners like blinking, and they're like, you know, that was what that episode <laughs> was. It was it was capturing right. the after effects of war. And we may or may not have had Jeff on a third time between then and now. Nobody can tell for sure. We'll yeah, historians will know. figure that out someday. But but now Jeff's back, very different, and uh, we're, we're happy to have you on the show again, Jeff. I'm glad to be back on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate that after the last time, it took you two years to think, maybe it's <laughs> worth having him back, given the we, horror that was the last one. We've gone I, through I, all I the other I think of it guests. as a horror. I mean, yeah. I, I think of it along the war lines. It was like an apocalypse now, and it's just like, the horror, the horror. <laughs> that's That's pretty much the place I was in. You were you, Colonel Kurtz in Apocalypse yeah. Now is what you're you trying also, to say. A bald had, Marlon Brando in the forest is what you were. Yeah, pretty much you, you in the dark. You also described it to us as the as a Star Wars trilogy. Why don't you uh, elaborate on that one for our yeah, listeners? Yeah, well, I, I, if this is the, the third episode, hopefully we won't have any Ewoks show up. Um, but uh, well, true. by third, I, I should say sixth. But you know. <laughs> We'll have some Ewoks show up in Amazon suits. <laughs> <laughs> You know, oh, yeah. weirdly enough, I have the same body measurements as some of the Ewoks in that film. Is, you know, they don't cater to that. The Ewok they're body not as mu- They're not as semi-muscular. They're not as semi-muscular. Ewok. No, that's true. They, you've they, actually they're got, lacking that. Yeah. You did the 23andMe, and you've got 10% Ewok ancestry. <laughs> part, part <laughs> Ewok. Honestly, I'm hairy, too, so who knows? And I love to celebrate, you know? I love to celebrate. I love to dance. We've already... The Ewoks are the, the classic wedding oh, dancers, right? Yeah. yeah. That's true. Uh, um... But yeah, I, I feel like the, the first was like, you know, the new hope and, and looking at what uh, I figured was going to be like, hey, this is going to be an adventure. There's a lot to look forward to. I'm not super prepared. I'm like a young Luke Skywalker, but neither as handsome nor as um, likely to become an actual Jedi or good at anything. But <laughs> but the point is, it was, you know, it was it was like I didn't even know what was coming, but but the future looked bright. Right. Um second episode was definitely the empire strikes back it was a dark dark place um i feel like that that uh that part where um luke skywalker goes into the cave when he's he's with yoda um it's like like only only the cave is fatherhood right and and yoda (laughs) yoda says and and he says well i'm like well what's in there he says only what you take with you i'm like great i'm gonna I'm going to grab this large bottle of liquor uh, and not bring with me any shred of um, semblance of sanity or structure um, or any degree of self-respect uh, and and have at it. And that that's at the time what fatherhood was like to me. So now I'm hoping I'm hoping that in this episode we we defeat the empire, the evil empire uh, and come out of the darkness. Um and see the, see the light on the other side, and see think, ghosts too. It's important to remember that at the end of, true. of the third film, the canonical, yeah, still wave. That yeah, is true. Yeah, we I see mean, I think it's fair to say, having you know, obviously known you during this time frame since we've last talked on the on the uh, show, um, that you you have successfully defeated the empire and you're on the other side yeah. of it now. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a different world. Um, I, I say that um, the first four months was just like. It, it was rough. It was rough. And I, honestly, like, it, 
joking aside, because this isn't really funny, but like that was just after uh, my daughter was born. I mean, I, I really, really struggled because, uh, you know, it was like um, everything I knew about life was sort of like, you know, I was nested. I was comfortable. I knew how to do what I needed to do. Like, um, you know, I, I had um, we had my daughter a little bit later in life. Uh, I'm 47 now. He was in his 80s. Actually, no, I'm not 47. I'm about to beat 47 soon. So I'm 46 now. Young so you spring chicken. Count. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and um, so, you know, it's pretty like pretty much just on, on autopilot. And then, you know, just everything gets turned upside down. And all of a sudden, you know, you're not good at anything. You're not sleeping. Um, nothing's comfortable. Um, you're like basically completely incompetent at everything you need to do. Um, and for someone who likes order and control, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> well, and there, I mean, the fact that, you know, you had more time with your wife living a life that didn't have kids and were settled into a certain routine and rhythm of yeah. life. I mean, that's a yeah. big deal, right? So um, I feel like, you know, what, what would be great to explore and is relevant for all of us, but, you know, certainly you have the freshest, freshest experience of this, is this transition from, you know, being a young adult. I think I could still describe you that way, Jeff. Um, and then, (laughs) and then, (laughs) and then, and then you're, we, we've talked, uh, Patrick and I have talked about this, you know, the identity sort of, uh, we didn't label it as a crisis, but it kind of is, you know, your identity suddenly becomes completely overshadowed as, uh, as a father. And, um, you know, you sort of, in a sense, lose some of yourself, certainly the self that was there before. And then I'm experiencing this now. And I know Patrick, we've talked about this too, but you kind of emerge again, as a person who can still be an individual and an adult, but obviously in a new context. And so I guess I'm wondering, does that resonate with you? Where do you feel like you're now out in that journey and how has that been? Um, yeah. you know, cause you do have a, a younger child now than, than either of us do. Yeah, totally. My, my daughter's, uh, two and just about three months. Um, and that definitely resonates with me. I feel like, and actually the, like the period after, um, having my daughter is, it's almost like, um, it, it sounds terrible to say this, but it's like a mourning phase because oh, yeah. like what you know of yourself and your life is gone. I mean, it's just gone. It's not there. <laughs> like there's no semblance of life that is similar. Right. And it's murdered. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like we were living in the same place. So like my physical environment was the same but even that honestly like is totally upended you know you've got stuff everywhere that you didn't before um your physical space is totally taken over um and so there's this there's actually this loss right of like what you knew before as your life as as yourself um at least for me i think that that was a big part of it and you're in this transition state where you're not yet you know you don't yet know what this is going to be like long term um, everything's new and different. And at least, you know, for us, this was our first child, our only child. Um, it's something I'd never experienced before. I didn't know what the hell I was doing. Um, and so, you know, it's like totally incompetent. It's like you're this new person. Um, and now, honestly, like I, I say that like after four months, like at about four months, things start to get a lot better. And like six months on has been awesome. It's been awesome and i think that like a big part of that is just like you start to understand how to like you start to interact more Mm. you know like like you're 
a baby isn't just a blob at, at that point. <laughs> you know, you start getting feedback. And at first, you, you really don't get that. Um, it's, you know, it's basically all, all give and, and you're not getting something in return. Basically, I'm very selfish and I need to get something in order to have any appreciation for it. And that includes human beings. Um, no, but um, yeah, now I feel like like on the other side of that, like I have a somewhat different understanding of myself as a person. Mm. You know, like the things that I've brought into being a father are a version of what I was before, but they're kind of recast a little bit. Like my sense of humor, honestly, and my sense of sarcasm and how I actually do still I, quite a lot. I like use that and share it with my daughter who isn't, you know, old, like she doesn't get a sarcastic, you know, comment or, or joke. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, but, um, but like, I realize now that like, that's, that's going to be a part of her, her upbringing. Like her sense of humor is going to be, um, at least informed by, you know, the way that I interact with her. And that's kind of like a, like that's one, one thing that is like a constant in our, in our house. Um, and so for me, I just, and like, I realized that it's, it's the best way I can describe it is it seems like it's a slightly different interpretation of who I am and who I was. Mm. Um, so it's like, it's still much of all the same qualities. Um, but then it's like a, those qualities through a slightly different lens. Um, and you know, I'm seeing, I'm realizing that there are qualities about me, um, that I didn't have, hadn't tapped into as much, um, as I am now. Um, yeah, so it's, 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 it's really cool. <laughs> it's like, you know, you you have a child and they're born, but then there's also this like slightly different person that, you know, you see in yourself or at least that I am. Absolutely. I'm, la I'm laughing because I'm thinking <laughs> something that happened last night. Oh boy. Where, so, you know, you're mentioning your sense of humor, you know, percolating through your daughter and, you know, and having an effect on her. Like, I feel like my sense of humor, which is a, which is fittingly that of a seven or a four year old has like really rubbed off on my entire family a lot because last night Henry like was, he was like pissed off about something. So he went like, Wah! and then he like ripped a huge fart. So the, the sound was like, Wah! And we all just like fucking fell out of the chairs laughing about how funny it was. And he just like starts parading around farting and we're all like losing it. And I'm thinking, I'm really glad that like I can share that, you know, sense of like Captain Underpants, for example, which is I have to say, I would love to do an episode on Captain Underpants at some point because it's actually like really progressive fiction with huh. great stuff behind it nestled in potty humor. But Captain Underpants is something that we all like just get such a kick out of because it has all these like stupid fart jokes in it and these things that I've always just thought was it's so funny. Exactly you. Yeah. It is, yeah. I am actually Captain Underpants. I'm also egg shaped, which is, you know, unfortunate. <laughs> but it's, uh, it's just this wonderful uh, chance to, yeah, to, to, to laugh together at the hilarity of life and the hilarity of, you know, uh, of finding humor in things. Like, for, so, so Jude loves telling jokes, and we, so we get him a lot of joke books, and he like get, he, you know, reads them on his repertoire. And we've been working on things with him, like this is what sarcasm means, right? Which is funny. That's something you never have to unpack because nobody ever taught you, or at least you might not remember being taught what sarcasm was. But you're right for for somebody it's all's age, like that's a, a strange thing, right? Like because because they're trying to pick up on words and they're trying to figure out what they mean, and then you're like, well, they actually mean the opposite of what you think they mean, right? But I never like had to unpack that before. Right. Jude was like, so how do I make a joke with that? And I'm like, well, you say the opposite of what you are intending. 
and you say it in a way that will make them know that you mean the opposite of what you're saying. And he's like, okay. And then he tries it out and it's like so far off the mark. Right, like, right, right. That rainbow's brown, dad. And I'm like, well, that's not, not totally. quite right, but we'll work on it, you know. Grace used to say, um, you're joking when it was, so- when it, when like Luke or somebody would be clearly lying about something, she would use the word joking. <laughs> Um, as the, you know, cause that was, again, her understanding is that it's when you say something that isn't true. So like, or she'd say right. you're cheating, you're cheating. <laughs> um, but you also reminded me of, uh, speaking of unpacking, you know, these moments, uh, uh, this little vignette, um, the other day where we were, Bethany and I were still eating dinner and the kids had finished and Grace was just like very peacefully coloring and doing some kind of craft at a table. And she was humming, which she does all the time. Like she's always just humming a song and it was just really cute and peaceful and then bethany looks over to her and she's like hey are you humming burn um which is a song from hamilton and as we've talked about in the show grace continues to be obsessed with hamilton the broadway show and and so you know she could clearly make out that she was humming the song burn and so she said that to grace and grace stops humming looks up at her and and then all of a sudden like is clearly a little distraught and appalled that bethany just made that comment and grace gets up and she walks over to me and she winds up and she just fucking slams my arm, my, my shoulder as hard as she can. <laughs> wow. Oh. With, with no words. And, and it was completely out of nothing. Like we, you know, and, and all I could do is hysterically laugh because it was so <laughs> comically. I mean, it did hurt a little bit. Um, you dislocated your shoulder, unfortunately. I did, yeah. So, so I was trying to unpack that one a little bit. And I guess I'm just chalking it up to basically... Um, modern fatherhood. Like, I probably deserve it for something. I just don't know what. Um, and I don't know if, I don't <laughs> Sounds know if like a dude to me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the meme, uh, Nature is Healing, um, which is what became a big meme over the course of this pandemic because people were making all these comments about how, like, you know, the, the polar bears are coming back out and animals are starting to take over again because oh, yeah. there aren't so many people. And it turned into this like comical, you know, version of like, clearly this isn't nature. It's just, you know, people misunderstanding what's going on. Um, and that felt like an appropriate uh, application for this. But anyway, uh, I don't really know what my point there is other than um, I don't I have no idea what it is. It's that's, fatherhood. That's, that's expected, fatherhood. John. Well, fatherhood is I'm being slapped <laughs> and it's for something I did that I don't remember. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's okay. Um, but she let didn't me ask like you guys the this, attention though. being called to her that she was. That humming, is the thing, yeah, and, yes, and that's something yeah. that we go through too. The kids get pissed if you're like, like if I start harmonizing with them, <laughs> you know, they're like, it "Wasn't for you," you know. Right. Hopefully they don't um, come over and slap you for it, but that's what I get here. But I want to talk about something else with you guys, which is that because we're at a point now in this everlasting pandemic experience where it is easier to adult again. Yeah. Right. Um, have you been go- doing that? Like, have you guys been going out on dates together or with your significant others? You know, have you been uh, have you been having people over? Like, what what is your experience with sort of the reopening of the social bubble and trying to because re- before I'm going to interrupt my incredibly long question with already an observation, then I'll put a question mark at the end of it. But I feel like, you know, Jeff, you were mentioning how there's a part of your identity that's sort of uh, transfigured through this experience, right? You didn't use that word, but yeah. Transmutated. I wasn't trying to impress anyone. (laughs) You didn't have your thesaurus out. Uh, Transubstantiated. Transubstantiated. I think he used digital transformation. I think that's what he said. (laughs) Transformative leadership. Yeah, digital transformative leadership. Transliterated. Uh, 
Transli- <laughs> transliterated. You know, you, you're one thing. He co-created his new existence, yeah. <laughs> you're, you're one thing, and then you go through fatherhood, and you're not no longer that thing anymore, but you're that thing a little bit different, transformed yes. kind of by the act of fatherhood. Yeah. There's that, but there's also, I think, I'm feeling this idea of there was me as a father and blah, 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 before the pandemic. And then something happened during that time, and now I'm coming out of it, uh, and I feel like the me before this is a little bit different than the me now. Mm. And the me now that I'm noticing is coming out when we have time together, when it's just Micah and I, and we're you know going out to eat, or we're having time to watch a movie together. And uh, I'm really appreciating it like in a much more urgent way way because I feel like I've missed that time so much where we could really relax together and talk at length about things. And so the question mark that I'm getting back around to is, have you noticed that? And uh, and how, how are you adulting right now during mm. these this emergence from the pandemic? You go first, Jeff. Um, it's interesting. I haven't actually, well, so we went from Itzel being one, you know, pre-pandemic, basically, to to now, um, we were not doing a ton out, you know, socializing and stuff to begin with, quite honestly, and we had it yeah. for a while. Um, that so first me- year in particular is a tough one to do those things, so that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Plus you're older, and, so most of your friends are dead. Yeah, I mean, I need a, I need well, a cane. It, it hurts his bones, <laughs> right, <laughs> to go out. Your hip just breaks, you know, it sucks. And you can't yeah, just got- get a horse and buggy on demand anymore <laughs> these days, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, the Uber discontinued that line, yeah. uh, as I understand. <laughs> but... Um, uh, no, but also like, honestly, um, Karina and my wife and I are like, we're kind of homebodies. We're, we're nesters. Like we are adulting is, is like, we watch movies together and make cocktails and eat dinner. Um, but not as much going out. I will say we have, we have, um, had like family over, um, since we've been vaccinated and they've been vaccinated um, and, uh, we had some friends over who were visiting and we're starting to do a little bit more of that, of like having people over, uh, occasionally. Um, and uh, I mean, for me, like I'm, I'm so it, it's funny. I like, I, I, until I actually took a Myers-Briggs test, I thought I was an extrovert and then I realized I'm an introvert because I realized what the, you know, it's defined differently than you typically think of it. You know, yeah, it's not necessarily yeah. your outward behavior, it's how you recharge. And as it turns out I'm, I'm quite an introvert. And um, once I realized that, like how that's de- defined, I realized it's very true. Like I like being social. I love, you know, um, getting together with people and blah, 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 whatever. Um, but I've always loved a lot of time like to myself and like nesting. Um, and that's like how I get my energy, basically. Um, where the hell was I going with this thought? <laughs> <laughs> well, so it sounds like the well, transition then hasn't been super abrupt for you. I, I remember where I was going. Yeah, exactly. I, I was like, I'm, I think this is also like a classic Gen X thing. I'm like, oh, you want me to stay indoors and not socialize with anybody for a year to a year and a half? I got this. Like, I <laughs> can totally do this for like a long ass time. Um, so like for me, it was, it was, um, it didn't feel like, I mean, there were all the concerns, of course, it's a global pandemic, people are dying. Right. Um, 
but the like interruption of day-to-day life um it definitely interrupted but 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 the part of it that was like socializing less being indoors viscerally didn't bother me as much as i you know as it might have or as i think you know a lot of people struggled with it mm. however coming out on the other side of it and starting to see people again it's like i i've been realizing how much i did miss that when i thought i wasn't missing it it was like you know i can do this for a long time because we need to um but not having to do it is actually such a uh it's so refreshing like getting to see friends and family and actually like hug them again and for like each elder to be able to hug hug people and uh you know my family and stuff and um i i've had like a new appreciation for that part of me that i don't tap into as much the going out the socializing and so forth and 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 like seeing just how important it is even if i don't do it in high volume like how crucial it is um that makes just, sense like being a person you know and i think that you know there are sort of like multiple layers there too because i'm hearing there's the pandemic and what that obviously caused in terms of us being able to be adults with other adults and and how it maybe limited that and then there's, you know, what I hear is your own sort of maybe preference to be home a lot, um, which I don't think I'm very dissimilar there. Um, but there's also, I feel like the first couple of years in particular where, and I think we've talked about this a little bit too in the past, especially the first year where you become very much um, insulated as a unit, a family unit. And I don't know, there may even be something sort of um, primitive level in us that keeps us at that place where we're like, we sort of become more insulated. We have a very vulnerable, small child and like, you just want to be home more. I don't know. I found that myself anyway. Whereas as the years have gone on, um, there's an element of it too, where, you know, I'm starting to create new social connections within my community because the people that you were in touch with or, you know, would have gone out with, you know, some of them maybe also have families, some don't, but like, it has been a time to sort of rewire some of those connections, knowing that you have a different context now with a family. And then, you know, we actually, right before the pandemic, I feel like we were coming out of those first few years and becoming more social and doing more again, um, Bethany and I, in particular, also on our own. Like we were, you know, going out for date nights, which is something we just hadn't done much at all. We were, we were trying to do them monthly, which was a huge deal for us. And then suddenly the pandemic hit. And of course, you know, the idea of getting any babysitter was just out of the question. So um, for us, we actually, we had a big moment um, last weekend where we went away for two nights without the kids and had my sister come over, which was just something we've been, you know, looking forward to for a long time. Um, it was our 10 year wedding anniversary. And so we decided, wow, we would, congratulations. Um, yeah. Which is, and just they said insane. it would never last. They, they did. That's amazing. They, uh, they, the, yeah. I don't know who they Patrick, is. The fortune Patrick teller. Never <laughs> yeah. 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 It was the winglets. I think that were saying yeah. that. Don't go yeah. to fortune tellers. Um, yeah, they're, they're not, not reliable. <laughs> and it is wild to think, right. You know, we, we spent some time while we were away, just like looking at photos of like our time together as a couple, which is actually extended even seven years before we got married. So it's been like 17 years all together, which is mental. Um, but you know, such a long time. That's right? crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's 12 years for us though. It's, it's, it's yeah. astonishing. Yeah. About to be 13 fucking years. I mean, years at this point, together. it's nearly half of my life that I've yeah. been with my, you know, with w- what became my wife. Um, what became <laughs> I know that's the thing? 
the clay that I molded. <laughs> yeah, the cyborg yeah. that I created. I just kept rewiring until it became my wife. Um, so, so we went away, and it was just, it, it was wonderful. You know, we specifically didn't overplan it. We just went somewhere. We knew we could just keep, every, we parked our car there, stayed at a bed and breakfast, and were able to walk or bike everywhere and just go out and drink and eat and and like walk around and you know do whatever we wanted to do and it was amazing um because we didn't over plan whereas with kids i feel like we're always trying to figure out like what do we have to do while we're out you know it's such an ordeal to go out um and and that was just wonderful and i'm it's a part of you know being adult being an adult that i'm excited to re-experience and, and not just bethany and i but even just like with other adults and um, going out and socializing to some extent because you know I, I wouldn't want it to go too far I do hope that after this pandemic we sort of like <laughs> recalibrate the amount that we feel like we have to go out and do stuff but anyway it was a really nice experience and I, I think we're in that moment now where we can start to actually begin um, to you know get into a new rhythm with life and, and experience being adults again without kids totally it's funny because we um we also moved during this pandemic so like we like patrick been yeah oh that's right yeah so we've been in our new place for like just shy of two months month and a half two months um and so like the nesting thing has you know has carried over into the fact that we're we're like getting comfortable and getting set up in a in a new home so like there's been for us all this more incentive to like be at home Right. Like we want to oh, yeah. be at home. We want to like when I spend my my <clears throat> my copious volumes of, of free time doing or like, you know, <laughs> looking at furniture, building a desk, you know, it's it's stuff like that. Um, so for us, there's been this extended incentive, like not to go out oddly. There's literally uh, a nest behind you of boxes that you're. I know. I wish people could see this shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's styrofoam. There's like, and there's also nothing on the walls yet, Jeff. What's going yeah. on with that? Yeah. Nothing on the walls. There's no rug. It's very echoey in here. Yeah. Um, it's just boxes. It's, it's boxes. So the boxes the are the pieces to my uh, <laughs> to my desk. Um, so I got one of these, you know, standing desks, uh, an uplift desk, which I'm super excited about. Uh, one of the many things I've learned from this pandemic now that we're working from home is it is really worth investing in your workspace if you have yeah. a space that you can actually dedicate to it. And that, that was one of the things when we, we moved, we were like, you know, um, we had one small room for an office and then, um, and then you know, the dining table. Um, and <clears throat> so we wanted more space with more rooms where we'll both be able to have a dedicated office and so forth. Uh, but yeah, behind me right now, it's like a bunch of boxes and styrofoam with all the different pieces and parts from from the desk. Um, I don't know when I'm going to get around to putting stuff up on on the walls, but uh, uh, that's probably going to be one of the last things. That and the rugs. They say just you put the you boxes do everything up. else first. Just put the boxes, just put the on boxes the wall. up. It's just shabby. Just nail them you know? right into the wall. Yeah, yeah, just fucking screw them in there with like the TV stand mounting screws. It'll be great. <laughs> It it's true. Terrific. I mean, you can't you can't have too much too much storage, right? Yeah, uh, right. Yeah, just put them on the wall. True. That's true. That's what you got to do. I like it. That's good. I feel like with in terms of going out and adulting, there we're in a weird place where we adapted really well, similar to the gym stuff. Like we adapted really well to doing to doing home dates. Like I mean, you know, we never used to have like a regular date night that we would always abide by, but now every right. Friday is a date night for us, and that is like sacrosanct time. So what do you we don't do with the kids? Anything. 
Well, well, they, so they go to bed and then we do it at home, right? That's, that's ah, what, right, what we've right. been doing. But something that we've I just, been... <laughs> there's not enough time in the evening for us, you know, as you know. Because <laughs> you go, go to bed at 7 o'clock, yeah, I know. Right. So, but we, what, we, what we do, though, I, I'll tell you what makes such a difference is we don't do dishes on a Friday night. Because, like, ah, the, the whole, like, closing okay. down after the kids go to bed always takes you up don't do so much of our any night. night. <laughs> Just what, buy what new, are you just buy about? so many boxes and you just keep yeah, buying yeah. fucking dishes. Just boxes from dishes, <laughs> new dishes every night. <laughs> 300,000 dishes. It's an Amazon subscription, yeah. Yeah, they got the suit as a bonus. Um, <laughs> so do you lock the kids' doors the way, when you do this, we got to come back though? to that suit story. We have That's to come true. back to that suit story. Oh, it was just um, atrocious. I still have a suit if anybody if anybody on. knows a 30-foot-tall, 7,000-pound man who needs a suit <laughs> that looks like shit, just let me know. I'm just – I'm just uh, from that story, I was like, okay, things I've learned um, – Patrick doesn't own a suit <laughs> and apparently has never worn one because he doesn't know what size he is. Um, and is the kind of person who will drop eighty dollars for a suit on Amazon. Like what Big are you spender. thinking, man? I know. What are you I, know. Thinking? I know. My options were limited. Listen, the last time I got suits was when all of our friends were getting married, right? Which was like in our early twenties. So I have like nine suits from that phase of my life, but I was like hundred and thirteen pounds or something. It was a very different phase in my, in my time. That's, you know, yeah. Patrick, you, you've clearly made the choice not to look respectable in public, and that's, that's, that's true. a choice I, you've, I you've made and you live with. You know, I was talking to a friend about this, and she was like, you know uh, when you've really turned a corner when you have, like, the nice sweatpants? You know, and you're like, oh, oh yeah, yeah. I have the nice sweatpants today, you know? The weekend sweatpants the versus yeah, the, the workday yeah, sweatpants. My going out sweatpants, you know? Yeah. So I just, it's been so long since I've done this, and I just had no, you know, no idea. Yeah. Um, which is just an excuse. I mean, I'm fucking lazy too. I, but I the measurement to, you know. thing, yeah, I've never known. I've never taken the time. Like, I know what waist I am to buy pants, but that's it. You know? Seventy. I don't, I don't know your jacket size. Seventy inch waist. I think I'm. I think that's where it's just a number, and then R, right? Forty R, I think, is what maybe what I am. I the R know. is regular. L, yeah. L is long. S is short. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't even know R. if it's accurate. I don't I even know. Forty two, forty and forty two. You know what I am? Fucking forty eight S. <laughs> Really? <laughs> yes. That, that's wow. what I'm saying. That's a hard shot. It's, it's pure yeah. muscle. A, a, a shorter pure muscle. juggernaut. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm the top part of the juggernaut. Yeah, no, yeah. Honestly, it's it's they don't, they don't make like, you know, we went to Brooks Brothers and, and they were like, we don't have that size unless you go to like an actual Brooks Brothers store and then oh, they'll yeah. like make it for you. Yeah. So, the, so I, it was it was a real an Amazon $80 fucking <laughs> elastic suit was not the best choice for me for this. <laughs> you made some questions. You've got, you've got the build of like the David statue, but someone cut off his legs at the knee. Yeah. You know, just... <laughs> uh, but, but I feel like a lot, like a lot of things, we adapted really well to being stuck at home, and so our home date nights, as I mentioned a couple times in the show, have been great. And actually, this will transition to our closeout because we're talking, we're going to talk about cocktails. Something that Mike and I have been doing now is every Friday night, you know, we do usually a movie or we play a game together. And we make a, like a special cocktail that night. We'll like get the recipe and we'll like make it and we'll make like a nice little after the kids go to bed, like a little bit of a gourmet kind of a dinner. Nice. Um, nice. But now we're, we're swapping that where once a month now we're going to be going, you know, at least once a month going out to dinner and dropping the kids off for a sleepover at the grandparents. We've been doing that every like three weeks or so. Yeah. Um, and that has been wonderful. But I also feel like something else that we've adapted to is getting more comfortable with saying no to people and like not making a big thing out of it, but being like, we actually do really want to hang out with you. But like, we're already doing one thing this weekend. And let's do it like in a couple weeks. 
And that is something I just never considered before because I used to just be like, if we don't always hang out with everybody who wants to hang out with us, we will yeah. be abandoned and destitute and living in cardboard boxes in Jeff's house. <laughs> but right? now, yeah, now you can well, just I've say I'm waiting. Well, i got the boxes waiting. if you do need a place. <laughs> Thank, I appreciate it. I know. Yeah, please say it. Now you just say you're waiting for the COVID test results to come back so you can't go out yet. You know, that's <laughs> just your go-to. It's been a long time. We were vaccinated, but, you know, we still, you just never be too sure. You never, never be, be too, too sure. sure. Yeah, you don't want to get but COVID from us. Mm -hmm. I have noticed, though, I will say briefly that there is a different on the other end of that conversation there's a different thing going on too which is where everybody else is like oh yeah that makes sense let's let's like hold off and do it in a couple weeks because i think what i think we are not going to swing back the pendulum into this you know doing everything all the time mentality i really feel like we've all had a taste of what it was like to not be able to do anything and we are taking with us into the future some memory of like there were some times where it was really nice not to have that pressure on and even as I, who was almost immeasurably extroverted on the Myers-Briggs <laughs> test, like I, I love the fact that like there were some days, you know, weeks at home where we just did nothing but spend time together as a family and read. And like, that's something that I don't want to lose also. So I, I think we're adapting and adulting is part of that, I think. But, but I think you mean we as in, as in you, your family? Or yeah. Do you mean like people, pop, the population in general? Uh, well, in that, I'm talking about my family, particularly yeah, okay. being fine with staying home. Yeah, but but I do notice though with other people when we talk about getting together, they're like, we get this from other people too. They're like, let's do it in a few weeks. Oh, you know? yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, I thought you were talking about like more generally, like people. Like here, here's what I think is gonna happen. I think we as a society are going to, you know, do this. And I was going to say, <laughs> I think you significantly underestimate people's interest in going out in public, getting <laughs> really? wasted, sleeping with many anonymous partners, <laughs> and believing they live in a consequence-free environment. Um, yeah. This is the life Jeff lived before he had a baby. No. <laughs> this is yeah. No. This is it. They're talking this about the next boring twenties. It's it's going to be yeah, another yeah, boring twenties. Yeah. I'm curious though if that's going to really happen. I don't know. I, I it, yeah. it, it is. It is. It, if if you're if you're like 21 during this time, it's right. a very different I, life than being I like an cannot, old dad. You know. I can't Definitely. imagine what it was like. Would have been like to be like in my twenties and single during this past year. Like, yeah. Rough. Uh, yeah. Maybe living with a roommate who I wasn't like close friends with or living alone you know Can like you imagine that brutal brutal yeah. yeah all right so what's your what's your summer cocktail recommendation to close us out here yeah because before we, we close know, yeah what, what are we gonna specialty. make what are we making so, on our date night jeff some some really simple things that are are easy to do um there are a few that i that i recommend um one is the famous aperol spritz familiar with the aperol spritz Really, really nice. Equal parts Aperol and Prosecco, with a little bit of club soda and a slice of orange. It is like, I mean, you got to be careful. You can drink it like lemonade. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, but it's so good. It's, it's got the sweetness of the Aperol, um, the like the light bubbliness of the of the Prosecco and the sweetness of the Prosecco. But it's like it's so refreshing on like a hot, hot day. It's, it's perfect. You just take that in your in your water bottles now when you're going out for a run or you know you need a refreshing drink. <laughs> yeah, hydrate. that's right. In fact, just 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 when you're in, when you're on a jog, just pour it over your head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but don't go near an open flame. That's one thing no. I'll say. Yeah. Aperol spritz is is really good. Something that we have a lot of, and, and these aren't really cocktails; they're just simple, like super simple drinks. Right. But um, uh, my wife and then years ago got me into tequilas, and um, like a like a blanco tequila with um, 
a little bit of grapefruit soda mm. uh, or polar half and half, like half grapefruit, half lemon um, oh. is really good. It's really light. It's really like summery and refreshing. Again, like it has the sweetness from the, from the tequila. Um, and forever I've been a fan of the gin and tonic. Uh, oh yeah. Cannot Classic. go wrong. That's, what, that's our go-to like summertime yeah. weekend drink. Yeah. Yeah. Breakfast, yeah, it's, you know, lunch. Yeah, yeah I was like, meetings that's that my weekday drink, but <laughs> sure. Um, but yeah, yeah, and, you know, the Do you have a tip like, on GNTs briefly, do, like something that you do that you, because I feel like everybody has their own little twist. tweak to it. Yeah, what's your little yeah, tweak? Yeah, um, I don't have a huge twist to it so much as I just like to experiment with different gins because they really run the gamut of, of yeah. flavors because, you know, the... The only rule there, there are so few rules in it being being gin. It has to have juniper and something as a, some other botanical mix. Like it can, so it can be anything. There are mm-hmm. like winter gins that are like drinking pine cones. You know, there I've had like blueberry gins. Um, my personal favorite gin is Hendrix. It's glorious yeah. and like that. You know, doing with um, slices of cucumber instead of. Um, instead of uh, lime is really, really good. Mm. Um, oh, that sounds great. You know, if there's one thing that says party to me, it's drinking pine cones. I got to say, that just sounds like, you know. <laughs> Delish. Well, and, and there's a, another take on a gin and tonic, which is a cucumber cooler, which is really good, which is, that? it's it's kind of like, so if you take the idea of a mojito and you replace the, the rum with gin and you um, replace the, the lime with cucumber, so it's like it's very it's got that like sweetness you know from simple syrup or sugar um actually instead of that i use um tonic water um mm. but so it's like it's mint it's uh cucumber you muddle the gin. mint yeah muddle the yeah. mint and the, and the cucumber actually no you muddle the mint and you shake it with cucumber okay um and uh and with gin and then um as i said a little bit of tonic uh, some recipes call for it with sugar and tonic. I find that way too sweet. Too much. You yeah. Try it with sugar and club soda, or try it with just tonic if you want it sweet. And you know, then add the sugar. But that's like if you like mojitos and you like gin, got to try the go. cucumber cooler. Well, you heard it here first, folks. Cocktails with Jeff. We got to do a, a regular feature on yeah, this because yeah, exactly. I'm getting drunk tonight after this conversation. Sweet. And it's only you Thursday. Want to already? <laughs> I gotta get some pine Thursday cones. Thursday at one. Why aren't you drunk now? <laughs> I am. There you go. Well, Let's we all go got meetings to go to, including adult. ones that we're in together. So I know we got to wrap this up. Yeah. But uh, it's a pleasure seeing you again, Jeff, and having you on here. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Uh, and and, uh, and I say you sound significantly happier. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> Cloud nine. Honestly, like like after four months, and especially after six months, it's awesome. It is yeah. so great. Let's just so enjoy much fun. this time until uh, they're a teenager, and then we're going to be Marlon Brando again. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the horror. The horror. All it's right. good seeing you, my friend. All right. Take care. Take Bye. care, everybody. Bye.